0: the babble room the podcast where we babble on about things that fascinate us and hopefully fascinate you too hi everyone welcome back to the babble room my name is megan and i'm joined by amiria hey everyone how are you doing this week
1: i am doing amazing i am doing absolutely amazing great marvelous i don't know i am exhausted but I'm. do you have a so- 10
0: second update from your week
1: um, yes, I've been uh, buying Ikea stuff and I've been um, trying to, <laughs> to install it. So yeah, that was pretty exhausting. Oh, that's fun. See, I love yeah.
0: Ikea furniture, but I'm also very weird in that way. Anyway, so today, do you have any idea what we're talking about?
1: No, I haven't checked the schedule yet. <laughs> Good job. So
0: I have no idea. Job. <laughs> well, I thought we could continue on. The theme that we've had these past couple of weeks of greeks roman and kind of the classics so today we are going to be debunking myths Ooh. about the roman period
1: yes i am excited
0: yes maybe so, i'll know stuff
1: maybe I'll. to be I'll... fair
0: i think you will because we're gonna go with a few like we're gonna be debunking like two main myths uh the first one is going to be about nero the emperor nero do you know okay. anything about him
1: um he was a tyrant yes and he killed someone that was important I don't remember his name
0: he killed quite a few people to be
1: honest his brother wait did did he he he... killed he killed his
0: mother and his wife
1: yeah exactly what I was saying his brother (laughs) same thing his family you
0: were you were (laughs) close you were in the general tree all right (laughs) but have you ever heard the phrase Nero fiddled while Rome burned
1: absolutely not
0: really Okay well it's become quite a common expression in English or it's kind of one of those stories that everybody knows but they don't know why they know it. It's just if you ask somebody about a Roman emperor apart from Julius Caesar, Nero's mm-hmm. usually the one that comes up and he's like oh yeah didn't he like play the fiddle while his entire city burned down and he didn't do anything about it?
1: Okay so I honestly I know absolutely nothing about Him playing fiddles or any other instruments, I don't know, Nero. So please enlighten me.
0: (laughs) I am here today to tell you all about him. And tell you about why our assumptions might be wrong. Awesome. So what happened? In July of 64 AD, a great fire started in the enormous Circus Maximus Stadium, which we talked about last time. Yes, we did! So you may remember that. So the fire started there and then it ravaged Rome for six days, destroying 70% of the city and leaving half of its population homeless. And according to the expression, Nero fiddled while Rome burned. Rome's emperor, who was Nero, was very decadent, very unpopular, was rumored to have played the fiddle while his city burned. However, if you think about it, the expression kind of has a double meaning because yeah, he could have been playing an instrument and kind of not cared that his people suffered. But he was supposed to be an intellectual leader and a political leader of his people, and he was not leading him, so he was kind of just fiddling around and not doing anything. So it kind of has that double meaning.
1: Right, right. Okay, I see. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's been pretty easy throughout history to just cast blame on Nero because he was a reviled ruler. He had a lot of enemies, and he's remembered as one of history's most sadistic and cruelest leaders. Yeesh. Yeah. And you did mention that before he did uh, kill his mother and wife and his mother. I don't know if you've heard of her. Her name is Agrippina and she's one of the most famous historical poisoners. Like Uh, she's, she's known to be a
1: poisoner. Okay. Well, she's like, I came here super confident being like, Oh yeah. Classic studies. I'm so excited. And then he like, you're telling me all these things. And I'm just like, I have no clue. I don't (laughs) You know we have, I, to, we have to know. switch
0: it back from last time, because last, oh, like, yeah, last two so times, so I had no idea. So a few of the things he was accused of, obviously it was homicide or a matricide and him killing his mother. He was also accused of committing incest, of being cruel to animals, and like I said before, murder. So not a great guy. The Roman historian Tacitus wrote that Nero was rumored to have sung about the destruction of Rome, while watching the city burn. But ancient tradition has it that Nero was so moved by the sight of the great fire that swept across the capital of his empire that he climbed to the top of the city walls and claimed from a now lost epic poem about the destruction of Troy. It's said that he wept copiously while reciting lines describing the conflagration that the Greeks put to the fallen city of Troy. Not dramatic at all. And this is going to be a fact that will tickle your fancy. Apparently, okay. one of his biographers, whose name is Suetonius, say that three times.
1: Do you want me to say that? Okay. Yes. What was Suetonius. Suetonius, Suetonius, Suetonius. Nope. There
0: you go. So according to his account of this event, Nero wore theatrical garb to fit the occasion. Ooh. Apparently, Ooh. he was dressed in a sitara's player's garb. Now, what is a sitara? It's a guitar. You you beat me to the punch. (laughs) Okay. For those of you who don't know, when the expression says that he fiddled while Rome burned, the fiddle did not exist at this point. It was not an instrument that existed. The sitara was, and as you correctly guessed, it is the forerunner of the lute, which in turn gave rise to the modern guitar.
1: So, have you heard Have you heard that sound of a sitar before? It sounds really good.
0: I have. So while I was finishing <laughs> my master's, we had this Christmas concert. And all the students, all the teachers got to play any instrument that they liked. And I had some friends who went up, played the piano, played the violin. Really good. But I just remember sitting in that auditorium or in that classroom and doing like studying medieval studies and having somebody go up play the sitar play the lute and I was like what is my life what how what decisions have I made to be here right now is amazing
1: well see I was really hoping for you to tell me like Oh, you know what? When I was younger, my mom forced (laughs) me to just like play sitar because she thought it was cool. And I was just like, please tell me you played. I wish. No,
0: no, that was, no, I play piano, but I did not. No, my mom did not make me play that.
1: That would have been like amazing. (laughs) That
0: would have been something my mom would have done though. Shout out to my mom. (laughs) She's the greatest. (laughs) Okay. So coming back to what I was saying. One of the reasons we think this is a myth is that the fiddle didn't exist back then Mm -hmm. so how could he have fiddled when the fiddle wasn't a thing so like we said before um it was thought to be a sitara because the fiddle didn't really develop until the 11th century
1: i thought like in order you had the sitar and then you had the lute, and then the um, fiddle
0: yeah so here's where it comes from By the early Middle Ages, stringed instruments generally fell under the categorical term of fiducula or fiducula, depending on how you want to pronounce it, from which our word fiddle comes from. And you'll like this part, William Shakespeare correctly identified Nero's instrument of choice when in the first part of Henry VI, he wrote, Plantagenet, I will, unlike thee, Nero, play on the lute beholding the town's burn.
1: Right, I remember that.
0: Listen, you're the Shakespeare expert here. I'm just telling you what he said. I obviously did not read the play to make sure no, that it this is accurate. I mean, okay,
1: it does make sense. It's just, I do not remember. That's okay. You don't need to remember everything. It's so many details. You know, Shakespeare is, is it's something different.
0: <laughs> There's something somewhere. Definitely. No. So somewhere between that play composed in about 1590 and a play called The Tragedy of Nero, published in 1624, the lute had become the fiddle. In 1649, the playwright George Daniel committed this line to print: quote, "Let Nero fiddle out Rome's obsequies, 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 obsequies."
1: I do not have the answer. <laughs> oh, no.
0: <laughs> and then through Samuel Pepys and Samuel Johnson, up to our own time, Nero has been fiddling as Rome burned. But did he do it? No. No. Obviously sure? not. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're right. Yes. Obviously, you're right.
1: Uh, 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 What do I win? Uh, A cookie. All right. What kind of cookie?
0: Macadamia nut cookie.
1: All right. You got yourself a deal. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite. (laughs) So, did Nero do it?
0: You're right. He did not. So, when the great friar of Rome broke out, Nero was actually at his villa at Antium, which is about 35 miles away from Rome. And although he immediately returned and began relief measures, the people still didn't trust him because he was not there when it first started. And some even believe that he'd ordered the fire started because the land that was cleared through the fire, Mm -hmm. he used to build his so-called golden palace and its surrounding pleasure gardens. So he basically, instead of giving the land back to the people, he kept it for himself oh on top of that nero blamed the christians who at this point were like very obscure religious sect and weren't christians as we know them today okay. so he had a lot of them arrested and executed which Ooh. obviously did not make him popular to the general mm-hmm. population
1: yeah that would, uh, that would make sense it's a bit of yeah tyranny right there mm-hmm.
0: so most modern historians don't blame nero for the great fire of rome and I mean ancient Rome was a city of about a million people. So if there was a fire in one home, like sooner than later, the entire block was up in flame. Oh no. Yeah. So if do you know I don't want to compare this to the Great Fire of London, but have you heard about the Great Fire of London?
1: Mm, no. <laughs> wait, haven't. wait, wait. No. Is that the one that like
0: It's the Great Fire that was in London?
1: <laughs> is that the one in london <laughs> you know was that the one in london because like um, it sounds mm-hmm. like a- <laughs> mm-hmm. no i was wondering like you know because the the um, you know the globe theater yeah was it related like the, the fire oh my god okay that's why i remember that's that's that was my question that was my question okay yeah. so the globe theater that burnt was Part of it. Yeah,
0: so the Great Fire of London if i'm not mistaken was in 1666. It started uh-huh. in a shop
1: and wow. Wait, over. wait, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Not to like say that i'm superstitious, but i am superstitious and you just said 1666, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is like 666 and i'm like, mm, eh, you know.
0: Okay, i'll let you have this one cuz it was a pretty is it it's pretty bad fire. So anyway, mm-hmm. Not to get too much into the Great Fire of London, but if you have knowledge of that, this is kind of the same thing that happened, but in Rome. Another reason that okay. we think that this isn't true is that the three main textual sources that we have are Tacitus, Suetonius, as I made you say earlier,
1: Suetonius,
0: <laughs> and Cassius Dio, and none of them were Nero's contemporaries. They wrote about it long after he died. So there is no eyewitness accounts. There's nobody from that time that can tell us if this actually happened or not. And on top of that, there's another fire in Rome in 80 AD that destroyed a lot of the records. So even if somebody had written about it, they lost again in 80 AD. Okay. Yeah. In conclusion, Nero did not fiddle while Rome burned.
1: Of course not. That's all I have to say. Of course. Okay.
0: Are you ready for our second myth?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So we are going to be talking about Cleopatra.
1: (gasps) My absolute favorite.
0: We are going to be demystifying a few things about Cleopatra because she has kind of this allure over like popular culture. And I'm sure if you've seen the Elizabeth Taylor Cleopatra movie, like she is this very... Like, she's this sex symbol, mm-hmm. this skeevy politician. Anyway, we're going to go through that. And we're going to examine a few myths about Cleopatra. Can you tell me what you think you know about Cleopatra?
1: Um, I think mm-hmm. that she was not as beautiful as people um, depict her in movies, for sure. Because they, I think, like, they found her mummy or something. They did not. I know there was something with her nose but it was right. like okay. very arched or something.
0: So I wasn't going to talk about this, but because you bring it up, I will. Okay. So Cleopatra was thought to be this amazing beauty yeah. by modern standards. Mm-hmm. And the thing about Cleopatra is that when she became fair, when she became ruler, her face was on coins and like her face, like it was common to see her face. So we have a lot of images of that. And there's this kind of, I don't say rumor, but there's this myth, there you go. There's this myth that she had this aquiline nose and that she was this great beauty. But if you look at her coins, at the depictions we have of her, she was very average, which kind of worked yeah. to her advantage because she was underestimated a lot, which made her a savvy politician. But she was not this great beauty that we know.
1: Yeah, So I think Hollywood did something with with like her
0: oh definitely and she's become like part of popular culture for sure at oh, best yeah. this like like i said like a sex symbol this great beauty like she would um seduce men yeah stuff like that Which So is not the case no i mean she did have great love affairs well i mean
1: yeah probably but like not as hollywood depicted in movies right
0: exactly so myth one busted
1: oh there you go what else do I know about her? Um, she dated that guy. The um, what's what's his name again? Caesar. That guy. <laughs> she dated that
0: guy. <laughs> you know that super famous
1: Roman. Yeah, yeah, that famous dude, like Caesar. Yeah, she dated him, right? I
0: mean, she more than dated him. She had a kid with him. Oh, I mm-hmm. see.
1: Yep. Yeah,
0: yep. Yeah. A and, baby uh, salad. <laughs> a baby salad. They called him. Um, what was it? uh, Cesareno or okay I think cesarean cesarean
1: oh I I I thought the name you were searching for was like Henry or
0: something (laughs) no fun fact about Egyptian names they all named their kids the same fucking thing okay (laughs) her father was Ptolemy three of her brothers were also Ptolemy she had another sister named Cleopatra they named their kids the same thing
1: easier to she, remember
0: there you go she had a child with caesar and they called him Caesarian.
1: was he born by a cesarean no because
0: the cesarean section was not yet invented I'm so that's another myth busted. Right <laughs> yeah i mean to be fair at this point if they were cutting you open with like no sterilization of any instruments and just kind of like ripping the baby out
1: I don't think you survived. Well, you know what? It's okay. It came out like came out later in, in the timeline. So There you go. So we're good. Yeah. I'm still traumatized by the chainsaw thing that who she- <laughs> <laughs> just told a couple of episodes ago. I'm just like
0: <gasps> Oh, that was a good one. That was fun. So she did have some great lovers. She did have a relationship with Julius Caesar. She yeah. did use it to her <laughs> advantage. Spend some time in Rome. Um, she did not marry Caesar because Caesar already had a wife
1: no 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 what yes he's already had a wife and she had a kid with him and he had a wife and they were only lovers this is how big I, I am confused i am confused
0: yeah she i mean okay here's another fun fact about Cleopatra. she actually married her brother what what like her full brother and guess no. what her parents were also siblings so the Egyptian royal line was very, very incestuous because they thought that they were descended from gods and they had to keep the line of succession as pure as possible. So they would just kind of marry each other.
1: Can you give me five minutes? I'm just going to go throw up in the bathroom. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, so it's not
0: great. They Like she also married her brother when he was like 12. What? <laughs> yeah. So uh, oh. also, uh, spoiler alert, she killed her brother. She killed... Not her personally, but a lot of her siblings just mysteriously died.
1: Well, you know, I
0: mean, if you're married
1: to your brother, I mean, you're going to want to kill him someday, I guess. eh?
0: Yeah. So uh, it was not a good thing to be born into this family unless you were Cleopatra because you met a rather horrible death. Right. So that's fun.
1: Yeah. Good old days. Mm -hmm.
0: So she had a great love affair with Caesar, had a child with him. Mm hmm. They broke up. She moved on to Mark Anthony, who I'm sure you've heard of. The singer, <laughs> The one that was married to J-Lo. Yeah, no.
1: It was just like, I had his face in my head. I was just like, Mark Anthony. <laughs> Did you imagine though? Oh, no. I made a good couple. Okay, so that was like, he was a ruler, right?
0: So Mark Anthony was a general
1: for Rome. A general, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: He, uh, fun fact, was also married had kids already with his wife but he kind of just left his wife and followed Cleopatra around and he I mean what else yeah is yeah and like historians think that he really loved her because he did a lot of um I'm not going to go into it but like a lot of political behind the scenes work in her favor
1: right. and
0: at the end of his life um so he lost this great naval battle let's rewind a little bit Okay. Cleopatra meets Mark Antony, have this glorious love affair. She's still doing all of her political stuff on the side. She's one of the greatest rulers in Egypt. And uh, Rome is encroaching. Like it's coming on, it's coming very close. And she's like, "Mm, I don't like this. So with Mark Antony by her side, they plan this big naval battle. However, in Mark Antony's troops, somebody betrays them And gives their battle plan to the opposite army. So when the day comes that they start fighting. Things aren't going well. And Uh -uh. the message doesn't get to Cleopatra. (laughs) That either it's time to retreat. Or that she should come closer and help. And she just kind of slithers away. And abandons Mark Anthony. So he doesn't know what happens to her. And he gets this message that she has died. So he falls on his sword. Very dramatically, because the love of his life is dead. Spoiler alert: she was not. This was another one of her schemes.
1: Oh, what a little snake! I love her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of snakes,
0: this brings us to our next myth. Popular legend would have it that Cleopatra committed suicide with an ass bite, with a Wait. snake bite. Okay. <laughs> so, Thank after you. after they lost the battle, okay. Rome. <laughs> obviously, would have come into Egypt, would have captured her, and it would have been a really brutal end to her life. So she would have been paraded through Rome's streets. Mm -hmm. She probably would have been stripped naked, flogged, tortured, and then executed. She would have been a prisoner of war. And from the records that we have, Cleopatra was a very proud person, and this was not something that she was going to go through with. So, she is rumored to have committed suicide via a snake bite. Either an asp or a cobra?
1: Okay. I was just wondering like what what kind of snake, because I don't know what an asp is. So
0: it's a snake that is indigenous to Egypt. Okay. Kind of
1: like and in, in what like in what family of snakes? Like um, I don't know. Python I did not <laughs> cobra or um vipers or
0: i don't like snakes i did not google the etymological tree of the snake it's an asp sorry, <laughs> that's I all just... i know
1: <laughs> my bad i was just like so curious because i love snakes and i was just like <laughs> i know snakes and i know how like um poisonous they are For i sure. mean like not everything that is poisonous is automatically leading you to die i don't i don't know i was just wondering
0: so the myth goes yeah. and like there's multiple different versions of this is that cleopatra found out that Rome was going to take over Egypt and that Mark Anthony was dead. So, heartbroken over the situation, she dramatically killed herself in her room by letting a snake bite her breasts. Ouch.
1: Wow. <laughs> yes. Oh. So
0: also, this is a version that is very appealing to our modern emotions. Like, oh, heartbreak and, like, she didn't want to go through with it and, like, you know, she was going to have the last word, but... Not very accurate to how it actually
1: happened. Did you fall on the sword?
0: (laughs) No, that was Mark Anthony. Insert clip of Mark Anthony singing. (laughs) Did she play a fiddle? I don't know, maybe. (laughs) So nobody really knows what happened. And Plutarch admits that, quote, what really took place is known to no one, end quote. However, Cleopatra was known to conceal deadly poisons in her hair combs. And the historian Strabo notes that she may have applied a fatal ointment. And many scholars now suspect that she used a pin dipped in some form of potent toxin, which may have been snake venom or otherwise, to complete suicide. So whether it was an asp, whether it was a cobra, a poisonous concoction, people have various Accounts of Cleopatra's death, and there's little to no archaeological or documentary proof. So we really don't know what happened. However, with what is known about her life and the fact that there were also attendants that were found dead in the room with her, it is much more likely that she died by self injecting poison that had probably been tested on people before it got to her to make sure that it was painless. Oh my god, that sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons that we have this prevailing myth about Cleopatra is thanks to your boy Shakespeare, because <laughs> everybody loves a bit of Shakespeare. And that concludes our myths on Cleopatra. Oh, already? All right. Well, we debunked quite a few.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm just, I just love debunking myths. <laughs> I just so love it. I'm so excited every time we do it.
0: We will have many more to come. But yeah, Cleopatra. Oh my God, I forgot a myth. The most important one of all, Cleopatra was not Egyptian. Oh
1: my God. She wasn't? She was not Egyptian. Can't stop laughing because you forgot the most important I want I say it's
0: the most important. I feel like it's the one that's like, duh. Well, I mean, it's a pretty important one, I think. It is pretty important because Cleopatra is not Egyptian.
1: She was dis- How?
0: Oh, this when? is what happened. It's her last okay. myth. Okay. So Cleopatra was descended from a Greek Macedonian dynasty that started with Ptolemy the I. Remember the name Ptolemy? We talked about it.
1: Yeah, She's father the, and brothers.
0: They're all named the fucking same. Like, literally, they're all named the same. <laughs> they all have the same name <laughs> so this was ptolemy one at this point we're like a ptolemy 12 and cleopatra <laughs> is actually cleopatra the seventh so okay. everybody has the same fucking name it's like <laughs> Tudor england everybody's elizabeth jane or mary that's another topic
1: sorry i get very heated about these things <laughs> i i know i can see that <laughs> anyway it so. just like turned all red like
0: <laughs> so she was descendant from a Greek Macedonian dynasty that started with Ptolemy I, who's the most trusted of Alexander the Great's lieutenant. Alexander the Great, we know this name.
1: Yeah, we do. Good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was really scared to be like, uh, no, who is he? And I was going to be like, oh, no, that's a whole other podcast right there. <laughs> oh, you see, for once, I know.
1: You know a lot of things. Well, you know, once in a while, I know stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. After Alexander died in 323 BC, three of his generals divided up his empire and Ptolemy got Egypt. So he launched a dynasty of Greek-speaking rulers that lasted for nearly three centuries. So she was not ethnically Egyptian. Cleopatra was most likely white, olive-skinned, looked like a Greek person, not an Egyptian person. And she was the first in her dynastic line to really embrace Egypt's ancient customs and she was the first member oh. of the line to learn the Egyptian language which is why she was so acclaimed by the people because she actually gave a shit made
1: about effort. her people made an effort to learn the language mm-hmm. how nice is that oh nice
0: that's a myth she was not Egyptian she was actually Greek
1: that's so interesting I didn't know that debunked <laughs> we are debunking this we did
0: <laughs> okay. honestly wish you had that jingle like on our first episode because now i want to put it on every debunking myth. all right i just this want to have is. it as a jingle so in conclusion today we have debunked a few myths from the roman empire the first of yes. which that nero did not fiddle while because a he was not there and b the fiddle was not existent
1: and c he wasn't a musician
0: Yes, exactly. Very it. dramatic though.
1: Aren't we all? <laughs> yes. Yes, we are.
0: <laughs> we also explored a few myths concerning Cleopatra. We talked about how she was not the great beauty that she is portrayed to be, how she had a great many lovers, but she was not a seductress. It was mostly for political game. How she did not die via suicide by snake bite, and how mm-hmm. she was not Egyptian. So is anything we know about history true? <sighs>
1: meh you know some of it <laughs> come see come, see. <laughs> come, see, come see. so what did you learn today <laughs> actually a lot of stuff I, <laughs> I learned that Nero didn't play fiddle or whatever I didn't you know what I didn't like in the first place I didn't know that expression so mm-hmm. I I mean I learned the whole thing there you go per se um and most of the things about Cleopatra, I didn't know. I did learn like a bunch of stuff. Thank you so much. Cause apparently doing classic studies um does not mean that you know stuff about classic studies.
0: I mean it's classic studies that you did a few years ago. Like it's normal that you haven't remembered everything. Like a lot of this stuff I had to brush up on like pretty seriously, because I did not remember it at all. And I used to be obsessed with Cleopatra. Oh
1: yeah. Oh see, like I I I don't even know if like some of them we learned or not like Mm -hmm. I mean I I know like I I learned about Nero but like the fiddle thing I I had absolutely no clue and I don't remember stuff about it but
0: see I thought for sure you know more about Cleopatra because you're a movie buff and I thought you would have seen the movie
1: yeah I'm a movie buff with a fish memory so I do not remember stuff that's fair it's also like a three and a half hour
0: movie Yeah. yeah okay well you learn something new every day
1: i did thank you so much you're gonna go to bed so much
0: smarter i'm so proud of you
1: every time i'm talking to you i go to bed (laughs) smarter for some reason
0: (laughs) (laughs) so much random shit to tell you
1: so much literally like so much questions that i ask you on a daily basis oh my god honestly we should have a tally.
0: that's what you know what one of our episodes can be that it'll the entire episode is just gonna be you instead of asking questions during the day. It should just be you saving all of your questions for an hour at night and asking me all of your goddamn questions.
1: Oh wow. I should I should like just like throw all of them to you in one night. Just yeah.
0: Maybe we'll do a bonus episode at the end of the season.
1: Who knows? Yeah, that could be fun if you if you guys are interested in having a bonus episode, we can do that for you.
0: Let us know if you'd like to have a bit of a QA episode. At the end of the season. And we may or may that have that in the works for you. Yeah. Anyway, guys, (laughs) thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We have been loving the support that we've gotten over our first few episodes, and it really warms our heart. So thank you guys very much for supporting us.
1: Thank you so much. So if you like today's episode, you can find Megan's show note on the website, which is linked in our bio and instagram at the battle room and you can find us also on facebook at the battle room as well thank you so much for listening guys we love you so much
0: we'll see you next time bye, bye. bye.